listening to the Loving BDSM podcast episode <laughs> episode two sixty two. How do words work? Professionals would re-record that, but that is not who we are. <laughs> Phil Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who is shirtless and I guess technically pantless. pantless yeah. John Brownstone. Yeah, yeah, kicking it old school. We today. are. Yeah, the only thing that's uh, not truly old school is we are not singing in a closet right now. That's true. We are in we, our we haven't gone, chair. We haven't gone quite that far back. No, 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 yeah. not not yet. Hopefully, <laughs> we won't have to. Uh, today, we're talking about a topic that's near and dear to our hearts, and one in which we could not believe we had not already actually covered as its own standalone episode like what uh positive reinforcement as it relates to training and or modifying behavior and kinky relationships uh, glad we finally got here um <laughs> took the long road <laughs> welcome to the loving bdsm podcast if this is your first time listening glad to have you if you're back for another week welcome back loving bdsm is produced every friday for your kinky pleasure and education the show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. And if your podcast app does not allow you to leave a review, feel free to share your favorite episodes with uh, your kinky community. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, that's LovingDS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash lovingbdsm, where normally you could watch us live stream our episodes on Wednesday, but not this week. And Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. We'll talk about that in the bonus section. All links are in the show notes. As always, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including Absolutely. our newest peeps. Uh, we are officially over that 200 person threshold. Uh, after we record this week's episode, my job is to plan out our next batch of mini episodes yeah. at perfect world. They will start coming out next week. If not, it will be the week after that, mm -hmm. but it is coming in. That is all thanks to our patrons. Thank so you. Thank, thank you. you. Um, if you decide you would like to help us do this thing that we do, you actually get stuff in return, y'all. Like, this is not just a one-sided, you know, <laughs> donate to the cause kind of thing. So we do a monthly live Q&A uh, for patrons only uh, where we answer the questions you have about your own BDSM issues and also your nosy questions about us. Uh, we record a special behind the scenes podcast every month that's basically treated like one giant bonus section, but it's more about what we're doing. Um, you have access to a patron only Discord server. Um, if you are an Apple iPhone user, uh, Discord will be more difficult, but on the app because of reasons that are frustrating. Um, <laughs> but in general, uh, it is available. And um, a discount to your shop, The Kinkery, which mm -hmm. we'll be talking about in just a second. So like there's stuff, like we try to give as much as we receive. So if you are interested in any of that, you can join us at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. This is weird, this recording. I know. I'm used to us pausing at certain times and you hitting a button and me kind of like just, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I got to just keep talking. 
Yeah. So here's a little bit of podcast magic for you. If you've only ever listened to the podcast, usually there's lots of pauses. I'm not used to just continuously talking, even if it sounds like <laughs> I'm continuously talking. Um, the I wanna, magic of editing. Right? I want to put a disclaimer. If you hear grunts, howls, snorts, or snores, that's likely Lola. She is several feet away from the desk or a recording, but I can hear her snoring loud and clear yeah so you might as well um and if for, especially for newcomers or anybody who's never actually uh seen you on video if you hear a whooshing sound that's probably jb vaping so there we've cleared up all the weird noises hopefully we will hear no cats yowling at one another that would be great <laughs> um <laughs> so uh another thing before we get into uh, this week's topic and that is I would like it to be understood that every episode is sponsored by the Kinkery because you are the shop owner of the Kinkery. Yeah. Uh, but we're saying it specifically this week, thekinkery.com. Uh, if you would like some weapons of ass destruction, if you would like some fun stuff like stickers and keychains, we're adding more products. Um, you just put up, it's a very, li very limited supply yeah. of a special um paddle made of purple heart correct that is somehow both a little stingy and thuddy because purple heart is a heavy wood so mm -hmm. you get a deeper impact but it's the way this one is made it's lighter and thinner it's smaller mm -hmm. and so there's a slap to it there's oh, yeah. definitely some slap and yep. smack um that's well, kind of long and narrow it's about 12 inches long mm -hmm. and only about two inches wide and half inch thick it's almost like a slapstick on steroids slightly yeah. different shape slightly different mm -hmm. shape but kind of yeah, yeah yeah so that can be found at the kinkery.com uh that particular one we're talking about is called the purple pounder once it's gone it's gone we mm -hmm. won't have any more um we're adding other new things i'm hoping by the end of this week i'm hoping perfect world by the time you can hear the sound of my voice uh, our next new-ish batch of products will be out and they are paddles we have carried since the beginning they're made of red oak and they're mm -hmm. a certain style, but these have been stained with unicorn spit and are mm. brightly colored. Yeah. And they're beautiful. They, they have some beautiful colors to it. We only have a couple right now, but I'm hoping mm -hmm. to get into your shop and be your shop elf and uh, do some more. You you this are. Week. You're, you're, be nice. you're, you're becoming my shop elf. And, I know. Uh, I'm very excited you're about it being very helpful and I'm grateful for that. Yes. Well, it one, I want to support you and the things you do. Two, it's mutually beneficial if uh, <laughs> we make the kinkery a success down the road. And three, I really like this. <laughs> I've spent my the past seven, oh God, seven years of my sort of professional life writing. And mm -hmm. I love to write and I love to create content. But working with products, it's like, wow, yeah. this is fun. <laughs> so, um, and then I'm hoping by the end of this month, to have, for those of you who are interested in stickers, kinky stickers, um, to bring out a line of kinky planner stickers that, mm -hmm. including loving BDSM theme. So if you are a person who uses a planner, whether that's a bullet journal or it's a pre-made one or whatever, and you need reminders for when the, 
the next episode goes live, I intend to have loving BDSM logo stickers for planners. That is a thing that will happen. I am very excited. <laughs> so hoping by the end of the month. Um, so yeah, technically the, every spon- every episode is sponsored by thekinkery.com, but this episode in particular, we thought we'd take a couple minutes to talk about it. You can uh, visit the shop and check it out and see what we got at thekinkery.com. If you subscribe to our newsletter, which that giveaway is still going mm-hmm. on, um, over at the Kinkery, you get a 10% off coupon that you can use. And if you become a patron, we have a special coupon code that is only for patrons. Um, and that's good any time of year. You don't have to wait for a sale to use that. So, thekinkery.com. Hmm. Okay, so let's get into this episode. All right, How let's the do it. hell, at 262 plus episodes, are we just now actually devoting time to positive reinforcement? Oh my gosh, I don't know. We've I... mentioned it a ton of times. We did, and that's why I really thought it was something we had talked about. I know. I had to go through. So every script and notes, whatever, I keep in an archive, and I try to name it and put terms, words in the document so it's Mm -hmm. easily searchable. So I'm like, did we talk about positive reinforcement according to 262 scripts? No. We haven't. Okay. And I know we've talked about it. I know it's been brought up in different episodes i'm sure it was brought up way back in the day in the punishment and discipline episode i'm pretty sure we've talked about it when Mm -hmm. we talk about accountability i think we kind of just mention it when it makes sense to mention it but this time let's uh let's actually sort of deep dive so let's talk first about what exactly positive reinforcement is Mm -hmm. if you are a person who practices practices what are words i don't know (laughs) practices this in your relationship you already know but if not and you maybe heard the term but you're like yeah 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 what does it mean you know what it is even if you didn't know the term so positive reinforcement refers to introducing giving offering something good something desirable for a behavior that occurs. So I'm using Mm -hmm. for our sort of resource on this, the website positivepsychology.com, where they have a whole article about positive reinforcement. And they use the examples of parenting because that is a place you tend to see positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm. Um, So the, um, the example they give is like, oh, uh, your child wants to borrow the family car. You allow them to do that if they get good grades. They did a thing you wanted them to do. They exhibited a behavior that you want. You give them something that they want, positive reinforcement. So the whole idea of this, and I feel all of this feels familiar, but it's been 20 years since I studied psychology. <laughs> it's based on... Um, B.F. Skinner okay, and uh, what they call his operant conditioning model, basically how you condition people to behave. Typically, it's a parent-child situation mm-hmm. or a caregiver-child situation. We are perverting it for uh, our nefarious now, ways. Could this, could this um, be a type of behavior modification? Yeah, I think you, so. You hear behavior modification being used a lot in, in the DS lifestyle? I think it's a method for creating behavior modification. The behavior modification is the changed behavior. Somebody does a thing differently than they once did or they stop doing a thing. Mm-hmm. Positive reinforcement is a way to help encourage that 
behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, we're not, I don't think we're really gonna get into it because our thing is definitely positive reinforcement. There are other things um, that go with this whole uh, conditioning uh, way. And honestly, if conditioning or behavior modification is a kink of yours or something you really want to explore in your power exchange, absolutely do some research on BF Skinner and operant conditioning model. Um, The link to this particular article will be in the show notes. So that gives you a starting place for names and stuff. Um, Because there is a a sort of a a psychology to it, a way Mm -hmm. of of thinking about it, but for our purposes. So positive reinforcement, desirable thing is introduced to encourage certain behavior. There's this, some of this was new to me. There's something called positive punishment which we are familiar with and almost, I don't think I've ever heard anybody call it that. And this is an undesirable stimulus to discourage behavior. So stop talking back to me, baby girl, or you're gonna be put in the corner, which is what I heard right before we hit record. (laughs) 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 That would be an example of a positive punishment. Negative reinforcement, this one was kind of cool because I had never heard of this before. Me either, no. Is an undesirable stimulus is removed to encourage behavior. So the example they gave in this article was positive reinforcement is, oh, kid gets good grades, kid gets to drive family car. Negative reinforcement is kid gets good grades, oh, where you don't have a curfew for tonight for this party you want to go to. So it's a thing that they didn't necessarily, a person doesn't like having in their life. You remove it temporarily because they exhibited the behavior you want them to exhibit. It, it kind of shows that, <coughs> oh, I if I do something good, something good may come of it. Right, and and that good might be instead of getting, you get something, but it's actually the removal of a thing you didn't like. So Mm -hmm. in a power exchange context, I see this as in relationships where maybe there's a really strict bedtime or there's a really strict um, protocol, assuming that the the submissive or the bottom is willing to do it, but doesn't love that thing, Mm -hmm. that rule, the the reward for exhibiting the behavior that the mm-hmm. dominant wants them to exhibit is to go, oh, well, for tonight, you don't have a bedtime. You can stay up as late as you want. Oh, for tonight, you don't have to follow this specific rule that, and, and I think, I can't think of anything right now because our power exchange has kind of relaxed a lot, but I know that there are times in power exchange that a submissive will do what is asked and they agree to it for all kinds of reasons, but also you can chafe against that. You can be mm-hmm. like, I'm doing this because it's important, because it's meaningful to me, because it makes my job happy, like whatever the reasons might be. But also I kind of wish I didn't have to do this all the time. And that would be a place where negative reinforcement could be used to get somebody to change their behavior. Um, there is also negative punishment, which is also known as extinction, which sounded a little nefarious, but it's a good thing is removed to discourage behavior. I mm-hmm. take that as you can't have TV tonight because you, you did, did this such thing, and right? such, right? And it, if you are a parent or caregiver to a child, these things, even if you didn't have the, the names for them, probably all sound familiar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have done all of these things. Yeah. I am not above bribing a child to get what I want. Yeah. Um, and what this article makes a point of is that it's contextual. Not yeah. You can't always use the exact same method, let's say even positive reinforcement, mm-hmm. in every single case because it might no. not 
work in the same way as and, another and I was might. And, I, and that was a thought I was just having because, you know, one of the things you hear in DS talked about in so many, many places is, is punishment. Mm-hmm. You know, you misbehave, you're going to get a spanking. Right. Or you're All not right? going to get your... You're going to get corner time. You're going to get right. this. You're going to, there's you're, going to you're be going a to have consequence. To, you're, you're, you're going to have to write lines. You're going to have to, you know, but but a spanking is is one of the most common things you hear about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to deny there are certain people who want that spanking. Sure. It's actually you know, more punishment that, than anything. More punishment than anything. But in in our case, what I have noticed with you over time is... Several things. One, you are a masochist. Mm-hmm. A spanking is not really a punishment to you. You have to like do a, you, I mean, you have figured out a way, but it's not going to work with me all the time. And it, right. cause you don't also don't want to give me a spanking. I hate every time you give me a spanking. Exactly. And if I can, I'm thinking of the psychology of that. Mm-hmm. If every time I did something quote wrong and the punishment was the type of spanking that I absolutely hate, could that, and I think the answer is yes, it could, mean that I'm less enthusiastic about the spankings I do like because I've mm-hmm. already made the association that every spanking right. I get is super, super bad, mm-hmm. which, yes, might change my behavior, which is supposed to be the purpose of some of this if you follow punishment mm-hmm. in your uh, power exchange, which you don't have to. Um but also, then I have a negative association with spanking, and that's a thing I love, yeah. and I wouldn't want that either. Right. But what I have learned about you over time, you are very carrot oriented. Oh yeah, bribe you the will, fuck out of you me. Will please. Ch- you will chase that carrot till the end of the world. I'm goal oriented, and I want a treat at the end. Thanks. So if I were to say to you, you know, baby girl, you've got this stuff. You know, you've got these tasks that I gave you. Mm-hmm. You get these done. The end of the week, there's going to be a special Starbucks treat for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, <laughs> I've got it done now. Right. I finished it five <laughs> minutes ago while you were explaining it to me. What's, what, where's my treat? Do I have to wait for my treat? So you, you know, while, while punishment does work for you mm-hmm. in, in many cases, um, you know, corner time being the... the, the as, as far as the harshest and most effective for you, mm-hmm. what what really truthfully works for you, positive reinforcement mm-hmm. is is a big thing for you. Yeah, because I'm very I'm very motivated. Yeah. I can find the right thing for me, and I mm-hmm. and I I'm not alone in this. Other people are like this. Find the right thing. Find the right motivator. Right. And, and like you said, give me the carrot at the stick. I will chase it. I think positive reinforcement and even the negative reinforcement um, is. A great alternative for people who kind of cringe and sort of go, "Mm, no, thank you, at punishment. There is um, nothing is universal in power exchange, but it is Mm -hmm. fairly common in many power exchange relationships for either a submissive to want to change their behavior. Maybe they've got some habits they really wish would like go away Hmm. um, and they didn't do anymore. Or for a dominant to say, I really want you to do things this way for me. But what we're talking about there, and we really need to do an episode on this, is on changing your habits. Changing habits is super, super hard across the board. The more motivated you are to change it, sometimes the easier it can be. 
And sometimes that motivation is internal. Sometimes that motivation is this mutually beneficial thing. Like, hey, if I change my behavior and, um, you know, start getting more sleep, then we have more energy for fuckery. Sometimes that's enough. But sometimes you need a little bit of external either pressure or hope, I guess is probably the word. Mm. And um, punishment is the most common in power exchange. And when I say the most common, I should say the most commonly asked about, the most commonly turned to. And so people think it's kind of the standard. And then the, the folks who are like, but I don't like that and I don't want that or I'm not comfortable with that, mm-hmm. think that they either don't have a choice or they can't get the behavior that they want from themselves or their partner. And positive reinforcement, while it might not work universally in every single solitary situation, is the alternative. It is also, in my mind, unless both partners are deeply uh, interested and only want to deal with punishment and consequences, and that's how they want to um, change behavior. Mm-hmm. It is also a great tool for people who practice punishment, like we have talked about. Yeah. There are punishments that could happen. And uh, as people co- uh, constantly ask, what are good punishments? I can't give you a list of punishments that are good punishments. They are unique to the person. Mm-hmm. What does the person want to avoid having happen that's still within their limits? Me, it's corner time. Don't stick baby girl in the corner. I don't like that <laughs> shit, okay? So... I will do what I need to do to actively avoid that. Correct. And for you, a warning. Now, not every dominant, uh, it's sort of like parenting. Not every parent, not every dominant wants to give a warning or is willing to give a warning. Right. I do believe that at the beginning of a new behavior, I think warnings are fair. I think it's inherently unfair if we're talking about a new behavior modification or a new thing that's supposed to be happening and you don't give at least one warning. But as a parent, I know well that your patience wears thin and you go i've given enough warnings i'm not given any more warnings Mm -hmm. and so some people want to go straight to punishment to change it and they don't want to give a warning and that's also a choice Mm -hmm. but i think this is another tool in the arsenal of i my my warnings and my punishments maybe aren't working well i maybe i try something different yeah i'm I do tend to give you a warning. I appreciate that because I'll straighten the fuck up because I'm because, trying to avoid the thing. Because I, I, I know with you, there are times you are pushing buttons and you're getting close to that line. And I'll even, you know, you need to stop. You need, you need to back off. I, I, and you keep going mm-hmm. because you get in that zone. Well, because I think I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> we would yeah. just do it my way. <laughs> Life would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you'd think for all this I would get more corner time and not get as many treats as I do. I know, right? But. But, you know, I, I will give you that warning and I'll be like, you know, you're going to end up in the corner. And just those words, though, you know, no right. no amount of telling you to stop. But as soon as I say corner time is imminent. Right. Those breaks come full Part on. of it at that point is because I know you're serious and because it's something I want to avoid. So yeah. positive reinforcement, in my mind, for us at least, mm-hmm. is d- the direct inverse of that. So I don't need a warning for a positive reinforcement, but the positive reinforcement has to be something that speaks to me. Mm-hmm. It has to be something that I internalize and go, that is a good thing and I want more of that. So um, the most common positive reinforcement I think most kinksters will be familiar with is the good girl, good boy, you know, whatever the term mm-hmm. is that you use in your power exchange. Said at the right time, 
in the right tone. That could be super powerful. Um, I have noticed for me that if I get too many of those, they, it they, loses it its impact. It, it loses its meaning. It's sort of like if you immediately punish me for the smallest infractions every single time and it was the same punishment, eventually it would probably lose meaning or mm -hmm. you would have to go harsher and harsher to make this get the same right. point across. I think positive reinforcement, it, that can happen as well. So I think it's important to have multiple things to choose from now before anybody sends the message of what can I use for positive reinforcement? Um, we'll talk about lots what, of things. We'll talk about what yeah. we do, but it's not that much different from punishment and consequence. What speaks to your partner? Right. What, what, what works? What are some of your partner's favorite things? Right. And if you were submissive <laughs> or bottom listening, what Excuse are me. some of the things that when you think about getting them or, or get them for yourself mm -hmm. or whatever, they like give you, for me, I'm, I'm looking for this little thrill, this little tingle of, Ooh, that's nice. And that's my marker for knowing yeah. that's a good one because I'll work for that. Mm -hmm. Or other cases we've done this before. It's something that I almost never get. And so the incentive is, Oh shit, I almost never mm -hmm. get this. I'll work for this. Right. And that might be, a scene or it might be a treat a special i'm very food motivated um <laughs> lola and i have a lot in common that way so for me it's this special meal that i wouldn't normally get or right. it's a type of coffee that i would not get for myself or, but or you're some, gonna encourage. sometimes it's a you know you you may have a a special water bottle or a cup mm -hmm. it's know, something i've picked that, out that i wouldn't buy for myself that's on your radar i do want to kind of make clear it's because everybody's at different levels of their budget and what they can spend. It doesn't always mm -hmm. have to be a thing that you buy. It can be a thing that you do. So, um, it can be cuddle time. It can be cuddle time. It can be, you know, I don't like to use scenes too much as positive reinforcement because the, the scene in and of itself should be a thing that we're experiencing together and it shouldn't be dangled like right. a treat. But there are some things that, absolutely are not standard for us mm -hmm. and you might pull out like okay you're gonna have as many orgasms as you can handle you don't have to ask i remember the first time i said you don't have to ask for your orgasm you don't have to ask for permission just lay back and enjoy it i was yeah. like holy fucking shit i'm here for it right <laughs> and and again this is why positive reinforcement is so personal so i can see some people going actually what i really want and would motivate me is for you to make me edge myself what i really want and would motivate me is for you to lock my cock up and not let me touch it for a week like some people are going to be motivated by things that touch their kinky center mm -hmm. um that might look like deprivation and yeah. a negative to somebody else so it's about thinking about what you really enjoy and what you don't right. get very and, often. and that's why it's hard when somebody asks you know yes. what what's a good punishment there, there is no really one good thing because it, no. to each person, it's very individual, mm -hmm. you know, and, and very personal. Mm -hmm. You really kind of have to know somebody, right. you know, to know what, you know, what will be a punishment. And on the other side of that coin, what will motivate them? Right. And if we think back to positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement, I'm really like loving wrapping my mind around this idea of negative reinforcement. Mm -hmm. What rule do you, strict dominant out there, have that your submissive abides by and does their best to follow? And it's like, yep, that's a limit that's been placed on me as a submissive as part of behavior modification or obedience or submission or whatever, but you know, 
they'd love if like for one night they didn't have to. Um, the, you can you can do that. That can be a negative reinforcement. You but, get the night off. Right, yeah. you get the night off. <laughs> now, I do think that some bits of positive reinforcement and maybe even negative reinforcement, you can infer based on your relationship and knowing each other. You see what your partner responds to when you do it without thinking about it, like a good girl or a good boy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you do that to let them know they've done a good job, to let them know that that behavior that they exhibited is the one you want, and so you're praising them for it. Some of those things you figure out just by observation and paying attention. I think sometimes, though, it's really good to just ask, like, what is it you'd really love? Like, if you could just, like, this little treat, this thing you haven't had for a while. One, that's good when you're early days in your relationship and you haven't had time mm-hmm. to learn that stuff. Two, and I'm thinking of it, actually in terms of negative reinforcement, here's why. If I didn't have any context, and let's say I'm a submissive who's like fairly high protocol, and there's always a lot going on, and I take pride in the fact that I get my shit done, and, I, and mm-hmm. I'm and i a not high protocol submissive, and I take pride in the fact that I get my shit done. And my, my dominant with no context says, you get the night off tonight, and I don't know why, I might not make the association of, oh, I've done a good job. In some cases, if it com- feels like it comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. I'm going to go, uh-oh, did I screw something up? Now, that could be my anxiety talking, but I just don't think I'm alone in that. So if you're going to take away a strictness or a rule for a time, or if you're going to change something about the way your submissive is doing something as, in your mind as a special treat for something they've done that is good, I think it's not that much different from punishment. You need to discuss, say explicitly why you're doing the thing and what the reason is for it. So you did a really good job on this really complicated task. Mm-hmm. You got it done by the goal. You went above my expectations. As a reward, I would like to give you this. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the one of the biggest things that I have heard over time, you know, um, let's face it, in, in, in this particular day and age especially, um, or if you're in a long-distance relationship, one of the biggest things task or protocol, however you want to look at it, for a submissive is to text their big D mm-hmm. a good morning. Mm-hmm. All right. And and you have a, a, a nest type and they do that every morning, mm-hmm. every morning. And they're like, you know, I do that all the time, mm-hmm. every day, at the right time, and I get nothing. I hear nothing. I hear nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that that's a perfect example, you know. I mean, yeah, I can see, you know, every day a, a, a good job or, you know, right, right. Good, it, good boy, good it girl. It wears off after it, it a while. It wears it, off. Yeah. But, you know, it, it'd be like with you, you know, hey, girl, you did a good job this week. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you hit every mark. You, 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 you hit your timestamp, you know, mm-hmm. the message came through, you know, thank you, good job, would you like a treat? <laughs> and, and, you know, it goes back to when we did do an episode on this, I'm positive we did, on appreciation, mm-hmm. uh, on the importance of showing appreciation. Yeah. Because positive reinforcement is most associated with changing behavior. Somebody has a bad habit, they're trying to get into a better mm-hmm. habit. You, um, as a dominant, want them to shift their habits to be part of their submission, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's also 
a point to be made about maintaining the behavior you're getting. And appreciation yeah. will go a long way mm -hmm. in that. Just acknowledging that a submissive or bottom has done the thing you've asked. Now, let us flip that. A dominant needs appreciation as well. And we, you know, as submissives, we should remember to go, thank you for this. You did a good job. I appreciate that you beat my ass. It was mm -hmm. exactly what I wanted. Like, whatever. Um, but positive reinforcement as exhibited towards a submissive for their behavior is all like the example you just used is a great way to get them to maintain that behavior because I, I would like folks to think about, and this is not just in power exchange, this is in every facet of your life. You, we all know or have been the person who was clicking along, doing something exactly as we said we would do it, exactly as we were asked and we did it and we did it and we did it. And, the, and one, there came a point where either we felt unappreciated mm -hmm. or we thought nobody was really paying attention and maybe it didn't matter as much anymore and we yeah. slipped off and we stopped kind of doing it. And the next thing you know, you're getting attention for not having done a thing that you're supposed to do when, when you didn't get any good attention for having done it well for so long. So positive reinforcement, appreciation is I think a way to show to give positive reinforcement, just to mm -hmm. say thank you, just to show gratitude. For some people, that's all they need. It's just acknowledgement that you see that they've done the thing and then they can continue doing the thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I, that does go both ways. Yeah. Now, I do want to ask a question. Uh-oh. Humans, regardless of roles, okay. have habits we want to change, things we could do better or differently. Sure including dominance in a power exchange. Y'all don't just spring forth from the ground fully formed doing everything 100% right. Uh, yeah, the, no. the heavens <laughs> no. do not part, the angels do not sing, there's no glowing light behind you, okay? Right. Um, and yes, I know our air quote doms want to believe that about themselves and many submissive types want to put their dom on that pedestal. Please don't, That there's only one way to go once you put them up on a pedestal mm. and it ain't pretty. No. But do you think there is a place, a time, a way within a power exchange for a submissive to offer positive reinforcement to their dom for the need for changed or ma to maintain certain behavior or to change behavior? Mm. That the dominant hopefully acknowledges needs to be changed, but you see I, what I, mean. I think so. I, I absolutely. Um, I could see, you know, uh, submissive, you know, sir, ma'am, you, you, you have done, you, you, you have really worked hard this week taking care of me, you know, and, and, and doing everything that, that you need to do, and I made you a special dinner. Or can I make you? Or a special can dinner? I make us? Yeah, yeah. Can Depends I make on your you protocol. You, True, I can yeah. do that for you. Go, Look what I did for you. Right. High protocol, probably mm -hmm. not so much. Yeah. So you know, yeah. And I, and here's the thing. And the reason I ask that question is because I think of all of the messages I get from submissives that they're like, my dominant says they want to be more on top of the rules that they want to participate in this part mm -hmm. of the relationship and not just the fuckery in the bedroom. And yet they keep slipping. And part of that, y'all. It, there's a lot of reasons it could be, but part of that is because habits are really fucking hard to change. True. They are just super hard to change. And so if this is not something that's 
I, I want to be careful of the phrase coming naturally to people because some people do sort of embody dominance or submission in, in an inherent way. Well, they, and, so, yeah, and for well, some people, it is a learned fucking skill. Sure. I mean, just like anything else, there there are people who have certain qualities that are natural. Right. right. And I think some people have those qualities, but if you've been conditioned and socialized to think that that is an unnatural thing and you're supposed to ignore that, then you still have to mm -hmm. overcome that conditioning. Right. So while there are a lot of reasons doms say they'll do something and then they don't, sometimes it is habit that need to change and that's difficult. Mm -hmm. And if there is a way within your protocol, within your dynamic that fits, that a submissive can give positive reinforcement or offer mm -hmm. positive reinforcement. Yeah. And I think that could be super playful if and your relationship allows for it. Like, hey, if you remember this for the week, yeah. you know what? I'll do this naked striptease dance and, for you in the bedroom or whatever. And, whatever. you know, the thought that just came to my mind at this point, um, I, I, you, you hear a lot of, of submissives who have been aware of the lifestyle for quite a few years in some cases, mm -hmm. all right? And they meet someone who has no experience in the lifestyle. So I could absolutely see. Yeah, and I, I think that for some people that you'll probably go, this makes total sense. And, and it can be as easy as gratitude and appreciation. Mm -hmm. It can be as easy as negotiating a thing and, and truly a negotiation of, hey, if we can maintain this for a week, maybe depends on your protocol and how you relate to your dominant. I, I would hesitate to go, if you do this thing for me for a week, I'll give you this as a submissive. That that would be a little too far out for me, but I would <laughs> say something that sounds, that sounds a little too strong. Um, I would say something like, hey, look, if we can do this habit thing that we're trying, which mm -hmm. you as a submissive know is I need my dom to fucking do this thing that mm -hmm. I say I want and they say they want to do. And I will help you in whatever way you need me to help you. If we can do this for a week, how about we... And then the suggestion is something that you both find, you know, is good, but the dominant would really enjoy. And that could yeah. be a sexy thing. That could be a kinky thing. That could be, mm -hmm. I mean, is your dominant food motivated? You know, get some treats, whatever. Um, but things that they might not do for themselves. Now, I think this is a time there could be a line that you have to find for yourself of mm -hmm. topping from the bottom versus helping your partner. Um, for those who are service oriented, I think if you reframe this in your head as this is a way to serve them, to help them become the dom, they say they want to be. And that is also a fine line mm, because behavior yes. modification has to be a thing that the person whose behavior is being modified consents to have done. It has to sure. be a thing that they say that they want to it, do. It's kind of the, the, the old adage, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right. so to speak. But also, can we get the horse's consent before we yeah, leave well, them anyway? Yeah, absolutely. So be careful on either side of the slash of going, I'm just going to start throwing out some positive reinforcement, maybe some negative reinforcement, and maybe I'll even discuss punishment for a thing I want my partner to do that they have not agreed to do. The positive reinforcement is the method to help a person do a thing they want to do, become a person they want to do, change a habit, mm -hmm. maintain a habit, whatever it is. But that thing has to be consented to by the person whose behavior is being changed. And that is important 
both sides of the slash. So it's more prevalent for submissives because it's more common in those kinds of power exchange relationships. But positive reinforcement can be a tool in any habit change. Sure. And if a dominant is willing to accept a certain level of help and bribery and whatever they need from their submissive partner to help them become the dominant that they want to be, there's gotta be buy-in. Like the person yeah. who's having their behavior change, modified or maintained has to buy into the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I think partly just in, I mean, most of that's just in general, they need to buy in, but positive reinforcement does not work. If you're like, well, I didn't want to fucking do that anyway. Right. This treat is meaningless mm -hmm. to me. Or if I don't know my behavior is being changed, then I don't necessarily make the connection between this really good thing that happened because and I, the thing I did. Like you mm -hmm. have to be, I think that's another important point of, Positive so, reinforcement. You have to make the direct connection. You know, this thing happened, so this thing will now happen, and you people, will be happy. People find change difficult. Yes. And that that's a given, no matter who you are. Even even in, it, for me, I, I fought change many times throughout my life. And, you know, you cannot change a habit unless you want to. Mm -hmm. and, and that's absolutely it. But when you have someone such as a, a, a big D in your life and, you know, you want to change eating habits, you, you, you want to go to the gym and, and do a workout, you're, you're, you're in college or uni and, and you want to have better study habits, mm -hmm. you know, if those are things you want and you're willing to work for, so, you know, something like this, positive reinforcement is... is is an excellent tool. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it is one tool of many. Yeah. So what I have noticed over across my life, every time I've tried to lose weight or get healthier, positive reinforcement, external positive reinforcement does nothing for me. It does in the short term. Um, my dad started it when I was like in college and that college 15 was really that college 25, 30. Um, <laughs> you have tried it and it is okay. If you, Stay in your habit for X number of days. If you do this or the more direct one, which I think is the most common, if you lose X number of pounds by blah, 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 like that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, you will get this thing. That has never been enough to sustain me to reach a long-term goal, right? Right. Now, on a smaller basis of a day-to-day -day thing, a thing I have to, so, Long-term behavior modifications, you want somebody to go from never waking up to their alarm to always getting up with their alarm or mm -hmm. not needing an alarm mm -hmm. or whatever. And I'm just, I'm picking that at random because I know most of us just don't even want to get the fuck out of bed. <laughs> um, the positive reinforcement of here, you're starting at, you're starting at zero, but when you get to a hundred, then you'll get your thing doesn't always work. Sometimes you need positive reinforcement can help you do the little changes along the way. The, mm -hmm. oh, you got up on time today. Um, that means you, I'm using this as an example. You woke up with your alarm today. That means you have 15 extra minutes that you wouldn't normally have, throwing that number out arbitrarily. Mm -hmm. These 15 minutes, you get a good thing. Now that good thing could be a good job. Or it could be, you know what we have time for? We have time for a five minute, Fuckery. Mm -hmm. Or it could be, hey, you know how we don't ever get to spend a lot of time together? Let's go sit and drink a cup of coffee out on the, the back patio together. Yeah. And it's those kinds of positive reinforcements are small and they are to the point of what you did good in that moment. Mm -hmm. And while you can't, while the same 
method you use for your positive reinforcement might not work day in and day out. You might have to vary it up. It is acknowledging those small efforts to change the behavior in a positive way that can often, not always, often help the, be the pattern continue to repeat itself. I also think there has to be a certain amount of grace for situations where shit happens. So you're trying to change a behavior. Go back to our getting up with an alarm clock example. And you, you're doing really well for days, maybe even weeks, like it's going well. And you oversleep one day, you don't hear it. I don't think, I think the, the thing there is not to act like it's all ruined. Mm -hmm. I think the positive reinforcement there is not positive reinforcement of that behavior, but it's in a positive way to acknowledge all the ground that's been made and that this is a blip and to not, in my opinion, not immediately go to punishment because you fucked up and you can't re you don't want to reinforce sleeping late. So the, there are negative consequences to that, but they're natural negative consequences. You didn't get the good thing you always get when you wake up on time. Mm -hmm. And at that point, those, none of those tools really work. And it's more of a comforting thing. It's more of a acknowledging that you're human and shit happens. It's more of a assessing, was there a reason why it happened? Did you go to bed later? Did, you know, did something happen? Blah, blah, blah. Sometimes no, sometimes it's bad luck. And then moving on and going, okay, today was today. We st start a new tomorrow. Tomorrow's a different day. And then if they repeat the good behavior, you, you positively reinforce that good behavior. Mm -hmm. It's not that you act like the little blip never happened. It's that you get, if you get back on track as the usually the dominant, but not always, trying to help the person change that behavior, you immediately acknowledge, hey, look at you. Good, good job. Yeah. Hey, let's go do this thing that benefits mm. you when right. you're and it and that's and it's all a slow overtime process i think that's the other thing to say oh yeah positive reinforcement or punishment doesn't matter it's yeah. still a slow process it, it's not a wave a magic wand and poof it's especially if you're doing behavior modification habit changing mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff that it's it's really hard to get out of the patterns we get ourselves into i i cannot remember was it gretchen rubin or it was somebody else who was reading their thoughts on habits and um what they said was when you form a habit you form basically a, a shortcut in like your neural pathway i might be saying that wrong experts out there who actually study this shit correct me and it it's a bit of an autopilot you have the muscle memory you, you, yes your mind and body your brain can use can redirect energy it doesn't have to think about what it's doing mm -hmm. so it's off doing other things because you're going through motions that you're very familiar yeah. with but that is why it is so hard to break a habit because you're literally telling your brain stop right and you have to use more energy and for it's a new task. and it's funny because i you know when i pick up the youngest from school coming home a lot of times I will take a different way. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why are we going this way? Mm -hmm. And it's just because of that, because I realized this was something I realized years ago when I would go to work every day, when I would go to an office, I would drive the same road, going to work, same road, coming home from work. Mm -hmm. And there were times when I was like, oh, I'm home already. Uh, yeah, what, you don't even you, remember the drive. You, you don't even remember the drive because it's it's on autopilot. Mm -hmm. it, it's like your brain goes into a, a rest mode yeah. or, or a big portion of your brain. 
And, and it was from that that I started taking different routes just for that reason, mm-hmm. to keep my brain firing. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, why for changing habits or um, it also helps with procrastination, helps with a few other things. There um, is a self-help kind of person, motivational speaker kind of person named Mel Robbins. She has the five second rule. Mm. And it's um, this method that when you're trying to change habits, I want to do a whole episode on changing habits because that's a lot of like there's a lot about changing habits that is beneficial to power exchange, not just submissives. Um, but she has a thing that, that when you're trying to actively change a habit, wake up early, work out, stop procrastinating, mm-hmm. blah, blah, like all kinds of things. She calls it the five second rule and she says what you're supposed to do. And you have to actually do this verbally. You have to, you might not, the, the volume might be low, but you have to physically move your lips and go, when you're tempted to like hit the snooze again, you go five, four, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. And her thing is that that breaks the autopilot mode because you've physically yeah. said some words that you wouldn't normally say. It's like a jolt to the system. And mm-hmm. then you're more like, oh, that's right. I'm trying to do this thing differently. And you, you're less likely to go on autopilot. And that is a complete aside, <laughs> <laughs> but it's because positive reinforcement is not just a great alternative to punishment. It's about thinking about what you're using the positive reinforcement for. Yes. And I think that there are more reasons than changing behaviors and habits. Um, I think it certainly can be used in just training a submissive, which in that case, it is changing behaviors. That submissive, prior to you deciding to train them and them agreeing to it, was doing their own fucking thing or they were doing something for a different partner and they have habits and they have ways that they do things. And so training them to do things the way you want them to do is having them change habits Mm -hmm. is behavior modification. And so positive reinforcement is probably our favorite tool. Yeah. Uh, I'm here for negative reinforcement. I, Mm. now that I know that that's, Uh I don't like the term for it because it implies that it's a bad thing, but it is not. Yeah. It, it sounds the opposite of what it really is. Right. And reminder, positive reinforcement is do the thing, get something you want. Mm -hmm. Negative reinforcement is do the thing. I will take away a thing you wish did not exist curfew Mm -hmm. for a a kid um bedtime for a submissive who hates having a bedtime like that (laughs) kind of stuff um but it is just one tool that you can use um if you really don't like punishment and consequences um but want to change behaviors i think positive reinforcement is a great alternative um i do think you have to know why you're doing it i do think you have Mm -hmm. to understand that it won't always work and also be wary of having a singular thing that you use for positive reinforcement. It should not always be good job. Good job is powerful and it oh, don't yeah. cost anything. Absolutely. But, but it can lose its impact over time. Right. If all, I know this from now. It, it, it does. There's a lot of variables here. But I've always been struck by the fact that in my first marriage, I craved hearing the words, I love you. Because I did not get a lot of that as a child. Not mm. because my parents didn't love me, but because... They did not emote like that. Um, And so my first husband said it all the time, which in the beginning was great because I I was soaking it up. Like there's a little flower in the sun and you need some water. Oh my God. But what I noticed was when he didn't know what else to say, he would just say, I love you. And what happened was, and this happened well before I was ready to divorce him. Okay, before anybody cracks a joke. 
it lost its power. It lost its meaning. It didn't feel like this mm-hmm. thing that I was craving. There were times I was like, could you just stop? Could we have a conversation about anything else? And that is an extreme example of an unhappy vanilla relationship that did not last. But if you only have a single go-to and you overuse it, it loses its power. Well, it's like, you know, you have your toy bag for your scene. Scenes, you know, you have a lot of different Mm-hmm. Toys Be in there. Be careful of the habits you get stuck in. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you have a lot of different toys because you use the same toy over and over and over again. Variety is the spice of life, y'all. Well, yeah, yeah. And, so, and I and the thing is, is that. I also want to encourage people not to be stingy with your positive reinforcement either. Mm -hmm. I understand that there's a bit of a trope and probably a bit of a fantasy, and for some people it is exactly who they are, of this rough, gruff, stoic dominant who is stingy not just with praise but with maybe words in general mm. right doesn't really want to talk about their feelings and doesn't really and 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 some of that is, a lot of that tends to be fantasy and some of that is yeah. reality for a lot of different reasons this is not the episode for that but i think if you are too stingy mm. with yeah. your positive reinforcement there is a balance to yeah that. oh if yeah you're too stingy then you, the person might not even be tuned in or it might not happen enough for the behavior to really change. And I don't think you have, if if being effusive with your praise as a type of positive reinforcement mm-hmm. is not part of your personality, that is okay. Um, my dad was not effusive with praise. So when mm-hmm. he did give praise or when he did do the good job thing, it was meaningful. But would I have developed slightly higher self-esteem as a child if he had maybe just added a couple more in every once in a while? There's a middle ground, so right. to speak. Yeah. And everybody's middle ground will be different because it's not just about who you are as the person giving the positive reinforcement. It is also about the person receiving it. Mm-hmm. And if they become tuned out to it and it's like it loses its effectiveness then you need to pull back on how often either you do that one thing or you do it at all and if it's not effective because it's not happening often enough like you can't sustain the behavior change or the habit change then maybe you need a little bit more or you need a different type so positive reinforcements will close with things we do absolutely you use praise a lot. Mm-hmm. You use appreciation. Yeah. A lot. Uh, those two are the easiest to do. They don't cost anything. Right. And um, I know for me, as, as long, if you were doing it like multiple times a day, every day, it would lose meaning. But you dole it out just right and it works. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you're ugly daddy. And I'm like, I'm just a gushy baby girl. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then there are the times I know, uh, hey, baby girl. A Diet Coke with uh, lime in it. <laughs> yes, please. What do you need? I'm here to do it. Hey, I'm. Can I? Can we be really honest? I'm not above negotiating my own positive reinforcement. <laughs> there have been times somebody's like, "I got a task for you," and I'm like, "Okay." And then I'm like, "But wait, what if I get it done earlier?" Like I'm thinking of a task I have to do right now, and my question is, I know that I have a few days to get this done, but if I were to get it done today. Could there be a treat for that? <laughs> it's not that big nor complicated of a task to warrant. <laughs> there you go in action where 
you shoot your shot and it gets shot down. But I'm, I still advocate for shooting your shot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if, if you or your partner are motivated by little happy treats, um, I'm thinking of some conversations I've seen in, in our Patreon Discord where there are people that I know are the submissives in their relationship. They're like, oh, it's Friday. I get my Starbucks, my special Starbucks. Yeah. And that's the day that their dominant allows them for whatever the reason is, whether it's a positive reinforcement thing or it's another thing. So, or, you know, you have a comp- you do this because I'm really bad at like actually mm-hmm. taking care of myself. I will take care of everybody else first. I'm like, oh, I would really like that shirt, those pair of pants, that cup. And you're like, you haven't bought shit for yourself in six months. It's not work related. You've done good on this. Get it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, it, but I do want to reiterate, especially because budgets can be super tight. It doesn't always have to be about money. It has to be something that's mm-hmm. meaningful to the person. Sure. That gives them that little, like, happy thrill, that little happy moment. You that know, little... Like I said before, it, it can be something as simple as, you know, let's watch some episodes of your favorite show together. Right. You know, um, you know, life is busy enough. Sometimes just enjoying some quality time together mm-hmm. is I is a reward enough. This also goes back to maybe knowing love languages. Um, and if we are becoming more aware that the person who created the love language concept is a giant homophobe. And there's a new book coming out that's actually a lot broader by Anne Hodder. It's 18 love languages. Oh, wow. It's coming out wow. this month. I want to get it. Well, if we get it, I think we'll do an episode on that. Okay. Because that'll expand on it. But love languages as a concept is not a bad concept. No. And that, if knowing that could help you determine, well, what is a thing that my partner or I will respond to positively? Mm-hmm. If, if your love language is receiving gifts then yes, a special mm-hmm. little treat from a special little place might be it. If your love language is touch, then it might just be some extra cuddle time that you don't normally get. Right. And I do think it needs to be kind of out of the norm. I don't think positive reinforcement is good when the only time somebody gets positive attention from their partner is because they've done a thing that's very transactional. And even though last Mm -hmm. week in the episode on on leadership styles, transactional leadership, I did say both sides should get something from the deal, whatever it might be. I don't think every good thing that happens in a power exchange should be transactional. Sometimes you do it because you care about the other person, not just because they gave you something that you wanted. So... If you're going to use the things that people relate to, maybe with their love language, as a way to find things that you can use for positive reinforcement, make sure you are also giving some level of that outside of we're trying to change a behavior. Right. Because uh, you don't, a partner should not be starved for the kind of affection no. and care they need. No, 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 no. You're no, not no. going to change behavior that way. I don't, you know, and, and also do not. I, be very careful of holding your affection or care or whatever hostage over a person as well. Like, oh, well, if you follow all your tasks today, then you'll get the hug you really like to have because your love language is touched. That's no, no, mm-hmm. no. That's no. that's more like being held hostage. <laughs> exactly. That and that, I mean, you're reinforcing something, but I don't think any of it's positive. Right. Um, so, again, there's a balance to be mm-hmm. had. So... We like positive reinforcement. We yeah. use it. We think it's a tool of many. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and now we've actually had the freaking episode on it. There you go. 
So in uh, six months to a year, we're like, did we do that? The answer yeah. is yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This time for real. This time for real. Okay. Mm. So I, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think so. We can go into a bonus section. All right. So are we good? <laughs> no, that's not for me to say. All right. Keep, Keep it, it kinky, kinky y'all. y'all. And we'll see you next week. In some form of Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets, please? Oh, goodness. With a face like that, how could I say no? I'm kind of glad. If, if the camera had been on, oh, yeah. I would have been it, made an emoji. It, it would have been another emoji. Yes. Uh, may I talk to the crickets? Yes, you Thank may, you. baby girl. If you're like an emoji, what? I've actually also been <laughs> memed. That all lives yeah. in the Discord server through Patreon. <laughs> Okay, so bonus section time. We did not live stream this week because our no. recording computer is being an ass. Yeah. And we have not diagnosed exactly what it is. No. Um, have we diagnosed what it's not? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it, okay, what is it not? Um, all updates and drivers mm-hmm. are current. Mm-hmm. Um, I have tried a new network cord i have tried a new port on the um router Mm -hmm. uh what else i have cleared cache on the browsers i have cleared cookies um weirdly we can record audio with no problem yeah it's just it's just a video and you can't watch video without there being correct it's not just a a matter of recording video It, it is a video thing all the way around um recording video streaming video and even going on to youtube and, and watching, watching video. video um the audio plays okay but it, if i go to watch a youtube video on this computer the audio is out of sync with the video mm-hmm. um the audio audio pretty much plays fine but the video is out of sync. I can go to another computer, sit down, pull up the same video, plays fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I have tried different browsers. Mm-hmm. Still the same thing. Uh, I did have to go in and make some altercation. <laughs> altercations. Alterations. Alterations, thank you. Because <laughs> um, that's just me. <laughs> to... Um, startup files because there were some wonky programs that were firing off at startup. Um, went and corrected those. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a hot mess. Tried um, different wiring and cable mm-hmm. configurations. <sighs> so I, I one of the things I did this morning. Uh, from back in the day, I have what's called benchmarking software. Uh, basically, what you do, you install the software, and you run the software, and it basically puts your hardware through the paces. Mm-hmm. And it comes back and tells you if, and, and it pretty much stresses your mm. your hardware. Gotcha. Okay, to the point of saying, you know, going to put a full load on 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 everything and see how it reacts Mm -hmm. and it basically can kind of inform you if there's any problems on on that level 
um, it, it came back perfect, came back fine. So I, I am getting to a point where I'm a little bit of a loss. Now, the only other thing I, one thing I can try that I, I need to, will, or need to try and will do, um, is disconnect every single peripheral connected to the computer. Mm. And add in one Wonder. by one, see, see, what see what it does from there, if, if that makes any difference. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I have just been going through all the troubleshooting procedures and whatnot. That, and looking you know, very stressed. Yeah. Which then stresses me out. I actually, it's been kind of stressful around here for the past few days. Mm -hmm. I mean, we live in a time of a plague, so it's basically just stressful <laughs> around here all the time. But, as it is for everybody. And I was like, we're going to do an episode on stress because that's what I'm feeling. And I went into the archives. We have several episodes on stress. Yeah. Like, Never fucking mind. We already have this conversation. Um, so, yeah, uh, you were going through that yesterday as I was on the phone with all of the departments of revenue. Yeah. You know, so I knew the Florida Department of Revenue was wrong because I had I saved where I had paid that bill. That's why you saved CYA. I saved fucking everything and I put <laughs> notes down and, oh, there's a confirmation number. Let me write that fucking confirmation number down. And CYA isn't see ya, It's cover your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later, we got that sorted. I was just mostly sitting on hold and that was very frustrating. But when the IRS sends you certified mail. Yeah. A thing that says you owe money and if you don't pay, we will levy our fines, blah, blah, against mm -hmm. your property. I was like, holy shit. Well, come to find out. It was, it was an error on their, their part. But an accounting error on their part. Did we have to go? It was a wonderful thing. It was a wonderful thing. I was not recovered until this morning. This morning was the first time I felt normal. Even yeah. after, it was one of those things on any level, I think many people will recognize, which is you go through the stressful thing and it's resolved in a positive way. Like the outcome is what you want. In this case, I did not owe any of that money to the IRS. But your, your, some part of your brain and or body hasn't caught up to that fact yet. So I get off the phone, I've made the notes, I've kept all the paperwork in case I get another scary certified mail letter from the fucking IRS. And um, my, I kept going, okay, it's over. Okay, it's over. You don't, you don't owe this money, which I, I knew we didn't, but I was like, but what if the IRS says we did? And so through the night, I was very stressed. I was very quiet. I was still nauseous like I'd been before I called them. Um, my head just hadn't caught up with it. And this morning I woke up and I finally felt normal. But what was happening is I was dealing with all of the departments of revenue while JB was dealing with a not inexpensive recording computer and equipment. Um, and so we were both very stressed together. I'm more proud of us that we didn't eat all of our feelings yesterday. We didn't. We, we were actually we did, pretty good. We did pretty good. We were pretty good about that. And it was today, a little quiet around here from towards the evening, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody had, there were no words. I was just like, <laughs> I need to mindlessly scroll yeah. through my phone and, and vaguely pretend I'm watching this weird ass show on TV with you. Yeah. And that is my, that's and, how and I, I don't calm. think I saw half of what I watched. I just turned on the TV and sank into the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> and we both back and forth cuddled with Lola because yeah. that's what you do. Um, <laughs> Let's see what else is going on. You might finally really for real be getting your motorcycle fixed. Yes. Um, you know, many of you know the, 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 the 
kerfuffle. Several with, hundred dollar kerfuffle. With, with, with the bike. And um, I, I finally got to the point with, with that guy that was like, you know, I, I'm not even going to bother letting him know that it still isn't right. Right, because that would have been like your third or fourth time. Right. And, yeah. With uh, the same problem. With the same problem. It yeah. never got fixed. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, it frustrated me. The bike sat again. Um, but other other things, you know, kind of came up, you know, with work and stuff like that, that it kind of got pushed to the side but as also, well. also, you were struggling to find a bike shop in town we actually thought we were gonna have to like go out of town yeah like gainesville's not that far from where we are but it's still a 45 minute drive exactly you know then it's a little bit of a hassle so and um we were out and about Mm -hmm. and passed by this place had all these harleys yeah parked out front and i was like "Ooh, that's a bike shop i didn't know about right and uh, got the name as we drove by, and, and I, I did some looking online. Um, and their online presence kind of impressed me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And yesterday, went to the shop because I, I you know, something like that, I like to go to the, the place and kind of get a feel for it. Um, the guy was real open. I sat down and, and told him my tale of woe. <laughs> and there was much woe to and, talk about. And he was um, very open and honest in his mm-hmm. replies and answers and, and solutions. Um, I was impressed at how neat and orderly the shop was. And they will be here tomorrow to pick it up. So for y'all, it'll be, we're time traveling. We're recording yeah. on Wednesday, so they're coming Thursday. Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then it's however long it takes to fix the problem. Right, which could right, be days. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it could be a little while because since then, other things have. The only thing I hate is that we're finally potentially getting this fixed right at when it's starting to get hot, which is when you usually don't ride the As bike. As much, Yeah. So it's like, and I still have a brand new helmet. I've never gotten away. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> With purple on mm-hmm. it. So, but also, I'm not the same woman who got behind you on the bike a few years ago. <clears throat> There's a little bit of extra, so you've got to learn how to balance again. <laughs> well, I, I've got a few extra pounds on me through the past year as well. So, Well, you know. the bike sat for a while, so actually... You are still lighter than you were. That's true. When you were riding yeah, regularly. regularly. So, but yeah, it's a whole. It's not that I can't ride. I don't want anybody to think that's what I'm implying. It's that he's got to relearn his balance. Yeah, <laughs> I. Yeah, before we ride together, I I need to get you know. Yeah. It's like riding a bike. No. <laughs> it's not like riding a bike. I want to go faster than that. Uh, what else is going on around here? Um, I mean, every most of what's really been going on has been sh- like the kinkery related. Yeah. And I don't have, we reported all that when we were mm-hmm. talking about the shop at the time. We went out and ate in a restaurant. Well, we did not eat in the well, restaurant. Well, we went we to a restaurant the, and ate. Oh, we talked about that during the hangout. But yeah. Hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to the first restaurant we've been in 
been two for over a year and then we sat outside and we mm -hmm. thought we timed it perfectly we were the only ones outside and i was like okay i'm feeling i'm feeling okay about this and mm -hmm. i even told the server i was like look you're you're my first restaurant in over a year since the plague hit and <laughs> she was super sweet she's like oh my gosh welcome back congratulations we're your first <laughs> i know I, was like, I think she wanted to say oh we popped that cherry but yeah she was a professional i yeah. thought it because i'm not a professional mm. um and i but i did tell her i'm like look if you come out here at some point i just have my mask on don't worry about me i'm having a moment um this is very <laughs> weird and then what killed me even though the tables were super spread apart and there was a great breeze flowing that part of the outdoor seating like filled up i was like okay i'm done it, Can we it, go it now? was it was very pleasant <laughs> i nice i needed it i needed it yeah no that's why we did it yeah. i would i could go a couple more months i really don't want to do any of those things till the whole family is vaccinated yeah. thanks but, but it, it, it was nice. It, it was a, a wonderful experience to go the food somewhere. food was actually good. And the food was delicious. <laughs> that does help. The food um, was actually you know, good. To have somebody bring you your food mm -hmm. and and take your food mm -hmm. and, you know. And then they were, the, the our server was training another server. So it was like having two people. And they, mm -hmm. I mean, they were ready to give us all the refills on Diet Coke. And oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I've forgotten what this is like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, yeah, it's not, it's not something we're going to do with the same regularity we did no. before the plague. Not at least until everybody's vaccinated. Yeah. Now the day but. that, day that this episode goes out, I will be going for my second You will. Hopefully it doesn't vaccine. kick your butt I know. too much anyway. Yeah. Which is why we did our um, weekly hangout last, last our week. monthly hangout last Friday. Just in case, yeah. Yeah, and then mine, my second shot is the following Thursday. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and the my my first one didn't bother me much. No, not to you. No, no. It's it's hard. It's like I understand like genuine fatigue. Like can't keep my eyes open. But when it's like I'm feeling fatigue, but it's not that much different than my normal level of fatigue i was like am i just tired because there's a lot going on or because of the shot who the fuck knows um so yeah but now we're we're doing what like it's it's exciting for those of us who can and are willing to take the vaccines it's kind of exciting to go look we got the vaccine woo but parents of or caregivers of children will understand that life is it, it's not completely necessarily back to normal because the the 16 and up can get vaccinated here in Florida, but the 15 year old doesn't turn 16 until July. And then the last testing I heard about, which does not mean that's all that's going on, um, for kids is 12 and up. Well, the 11 year old doesn't turn 12 until September. Mm -hmm. So unless, uh, unless they change the age ranges for vaccination, we won't be a fully vaccinated family until potentially September if they approve 12 and up by then anyway so we are feeling like we don't have to take as many precautions um as we once were but we still need to take precautions and quite frankly as an introvert who doesn't want anybody looking at me too close anyway i am kind of liking the mask thing i don't like to breathe through the mask thing on, on the mask on a hot day but man i mean nobody tells me i should smile you know, randomly. And when I say nobody, usually dudes. Um, no. <laughs> and also I'm not like breathing on other people. I kind of like that part. Like, could we, could we stop putting our germs out into the world for everybody <laughs> to breathe on? I, I might keep the mask thing after all this is over. <laughs> um, not 
all the time, but still. So yeah, that was, you needed the same, kind of the same reason I, we sent the kids back to school. Yeah. The kids' mental health during that lockdown was more was worse than I was prepared to handle, and I was not prepared to watch it get worse. Once the school district here in our area showed that they were taking it seriously and they were putting real precautions in place, I sent them back. Knock on wood, we've been fortunate. As far as we know, nobody's gotten it. Come home with it, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, your mental health has been struggling. And I yeah. was like, you know what? Can we get a, li a little bit of normalcy back? Not yeah. not completely, not everything, but can we, we're supposedly about 50% protected with the first shot. Can we sit well, outside at a restaurant if we're not too close and it's not too crowded and all other precautions are are managed? I've, I've okay. always been the one who likes to go out and, and do things and, and be around people and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there, you know, we talked about this when we talked about risk assessment a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. and whatever episode that was, is that you have to make those risk assessments for yourself. Yeah. And also there's a thing to be said about, you know, the risk you present to others. Sure. Um, and it's like I explained to my aunt, we curtailed a lot of our life. Like everybody around us is trying to get back to normal here in our town. And I was, and we made the decision, okay, we're sending these kids to school. That's a risk we're prepared to take, mm -hmm. but it means that we will not take other risks. Right. And so now half vaccinated, mm -hmm. we are, are inching our way out into a little bit a little bit more, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. what some would deem more risk. Mm -hmm. um, but it it felt, you were loving it. You were like a kid in a candy shop. And I was just like, yeah. I think that table's too close to me. Are they breathing in my <laughs> direction? I'm not, I'm not sure I'm okay with that. So I kept my head turned towards away from the people, which mm -hmm. airflow doesn't really give a shit which way your head's turned. I'm aware, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. And then... <laughs> Having the leftovers to take home, that was nice. I was like, oh, this food was legit delicious. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad to have leftovers. Mm -hmm. And then I paid the bill and I went, oh, that's that's why I haven't missed this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always a downside. I can feed all four of us for what we just paid for this one lunch. <laughs> but as a special treat, and it brought yeah. a little bit of happiness and joy back into your eyes. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, mm -hmm. it, it was worth it. Yeah. So... Yeah. Did I feel the need to justify that? Probably. I think, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's been a week. Yeah, it has. Uh, it will continue to be a week mm -hmm. because that's the way life goes. Yep. Uh, but at least I'm done talking to the fucking IRS. So. There you go. There you uh, go. We are going to go. We don't know mm -hmm. if we'll be streaming next week. I actually don't know. I'm trying really hard to find a week. I was hoping in the month of April to take mm -hmm. a solid week off from client work and everything else. Yeah. Um, I would love for that week to be next week, but I don't know. So if, if we don't show up in your feed one week, just know I'm finally yeah. taking a, a but we'll, we'll put it out. Break. We we were talking about taking a break and probably doing it, you know, like in, in between our second shots, um, just to take some, get a breather and, and kind of regroup, yeah. um, you know, uh, we do do that once in a while. Well, and <laughs> I've had, after a, uh, just a rough year for everybody that 2020 was, I had said I wanted to try and take a break, a week break quarterly. An, an, an incremental break here and there. And I completely missed first quarter. Yeah, so you did. Try and second quarter. Yeah. Um, and, and still take our year end break that we always do. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I don't know if we'll be here next week or if it'll be the week. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what well, we're doing. We'll, we'll, we'll let we'll y'all know out. somewhere somehow. We'll find out. Yep. You'll know if we don't show up in your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. That's been us. We've been us. It, this is our thing. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it was kind of nice not to feel the need to put makeup on or even a bra on to just record. We went old, not completely old school. Not but completely, but you know, yeah, enough. yeah, close yeah. enough. Mm, I'm good with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.